If you like what we're doing at Neozaz.com, we kindly ask you to take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out patreon.com slash neozaz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neozaz. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash n-e-o-z-a-z. Listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones. Backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Indiana Jones in Character. I can't believe there's another episode. Are we doing this a week apart? Yes. We are. So don't give me shit. I apologize for giving you shit. Thank you. I'm sorry. We told the people we were doing a character, but we're not doing that character. No, we're not. We're going to do Marcus Brody. We are doing Marcus... No, we're not doing Marcus Brody. No. We're doing somebody else. Who are we doing? We're doing somebody who I just met yesterday. Oh, really? Is that why we're doing it? That was your idea, I think. Well, you just met the guy, so I think it's only... Fitting that we that we uh, you know double team this guy right now. <laughs> that was the perfect sound effect of the double team. <laughs> we are talking about. I don't even know what his first name is. I'll tell you the full name. You want to hear it? Yeah, I want to hear the full name. Salah Mohammed Fasel El Kahir. Where's he at? It's Salah. Kahir? <laughs> He's Kahir. Oh my god. We're doing Salah. We're doing Salah. We're doing like, probably like the third biggest character. Fourth, third, fourth. Yeah. From the movies. I, I, I'm totally with you there. Uh, we're, this is a major, this is a heavy hitter. In more ways than one. What's that? Well, you know, he's a big guy. He is a big guy. But I, he was a big guy. Not now? Not not anymore. All right, well, I want to get your whole, uh, the meaning of, of Salah himself later. Okay. But Salah Muhammad Fasel Akahia, better known as Salah. What are your thoughts on Salah before we get started, Chris? Well. Well, you see. Will you plug this in, please? But it doesn't work, just go through that. No, it plugged oh, it. I forgot what I'm using this. Let me, let me do that again. Let's hear it again. Let's okay. hear it in full on... Stop tickling me. Salah. <laughs> Got a lot of fun. Oh, that was, that was, that was Harrison there. That was good. Um, I always liked Salah. Why? But he seemed like just like a, like a really nice friend who was always there for Indy no matter what, but never told you how they met, why he owes them, why they're friends. And maybe why Harrison rubs his belly sometimes. Rubs his belly? Like 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 Buddha. You know how he rubs Buddha's belly? <laughs> yeah. Is that what he does? I don't know. I'm not saying he does or, or he doesn't, but that's what I would do. That's what you're picturing behind closed doors? Yes. And in front of him and, and on top of the bed. Hmm. All right. Well, Sala is the dear friend of Indiana Jones, a Cairo-based man known as... 
the best digger in Cairo. And one hell of a good singer. He is a, he is a good singer. Yeah, hell yeah. We're going to talk about that too. But uh, you're, you have some questions that you've already alluded to, and I think I have some answers. Okay. Because Sala, unlike some of the characters we talked about, has a pretty good backstory. Sala is the seventh son of a seventh son, and that's a special thing in lore in general. Seventh, the seventh son of, of a person who had seven sons? Exactly. When you're the seventh son of a seventh son, that means you're special. Like, and it can go either way. Sometimes it means you're kind of dicey, but it usually means you're kind of clever. You're kind of a good dude. Okay. And in that case, in Sala's case, I'm, I'm sure that ha uh, is the case. Uh, digging was a family business that he learned from his father. He became an expert in digging as a young man. His father did this for a living. He would assist usually British and American archaeologists when they would come to Egypt to you know excavate things and they would dig you know as a business it kind of got in his blood you know like i'm sure you've heard that expression like it gets in your blood right yeah anybody ever say that to you probably I, not i hate it when people say that to you it's in your blood it's in your genes or something this like? guy that used to work this guy his name was john is this old guy he was an engineer at the theater that i used to work with right he'd come up he'd tinker with the projectors and he was always like theater business it gets in your blood. You ever heard everybody tell that to you? I, I've heard that saying, but I've never... You've never had anything in your blood? No. <laughs> no. AIDS? I, I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. Well, this was in the, the Sala blood. Okay? Okay. Now, his father died when he was about 15. Wow. Oh. In 1912. Sala was born in 1897. And at the age, the very young age of 15, he became responsible for supporting his family. He had four brothers and six sisters. Oh, man. Um, and that's about when he met Indiana Jones. Uh, he was about 16. Now, these guys were about the same age. And as young men, they became friends. Did they ever go out on any... Bad dates. <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad dates together? Uh, probably. That's did, they, a, did they eat any? Bad dates. <laughs> That's a good one. Do you have a, like on a calendar, is, is there a certain day that you might think is a... Um... Bad dates. You know these guys were laying pipe all over Indy. All over, all over Indy. Um, all over Egypt, these guys were... There was, like, all kinds of Egyptian women walking like bold-legged Egyptians. Well, that's that's why I think... Um, I think Indiana Jones was, like, a almost almost like a ladies' man. Yeah. Kind of thing, where I think some somehow... The whole thing with him and Marion, you know, I was young or something, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. But I think he just, like, banged her and left and just didn't care. I think he banged a lot of... what Like a James Bond kind of thing, just banging and go. And you, you admire think? you admire that. I do. I wish I lived that life. <laughs> but if, but I, I banged and stayed. Damn it. Damn it. Because because mine was not a bad dates. <laughs> you have no idea how much I wanted to tape that. <laughs> I can't I can't tell because you played it five times. I don't know. Bad dates. <laughs> So Sala and his dad were, were guides to these Americans, and a young Indiana Jones was along on this um, excavation of the Great Pyramids. So Sala and Indy, really as young men, became the two, two of the first people to ever step inside the tomb 
of King Tut. Okay. So this is before. I love it when when they blend real history with with stuff in fiction. They call it historical fiction, and I think it can be so great. And I think this is one case. A lot of this stuff came from these young Indiana Jones novels. Which I wish, you know, that's something I wish I would read and, and, and would look into, but I don't want to read that kind of stuff. Well, I think they're meant for younger people, but not that we couldn't read them and get enjoyment out of them, but that's where a lot of this backstory comes from. They, they... The British tar is a soaring soul. Did, did they see him singing the song at all, or no? <laughs> Could have won a Grammy. Oh, look at that. You had it all time. set up. That's a good time. Uh, <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> so Howard Carter is the, the real archaeologist that discovered the king the, the tomb of King Tut. And this is supposed to be long before that. This is supposed to be like 1913-ish. And these are in the, the novels. There's a, there's a long story with the ring of Osiris and other archaeologists and all this kind of stuff happens in the novels and even in the ride we're going to talk a, a little bit about this ride that neither of us have been I on know. that i know i've seen photos and i would love to go on that shit no there. but i'm dying to go on that ride. i know i know so we're going to talk a little bit about that too but Salah could speak many languages arabic being his, his main language but he could speak english but because he was around all these archaeologists, American, British, whatever. He was really good at accents uh, because he was exposed to so many of them as a young man. He could he could even do like a French accent, a German accent. He could do it all because he was he, he grew up around this. Like right. his, his dad exposed him to it, and until his dad died and he had to take care of his family, this is what he did, and that's how he met Indy. But that is cool. As young as young men. All right, so. He was, he was, like I said, recognized as one of the best diggers in Egypt, and he organized expeditions as that. Now, it's around then, probably the 1920s, when he meets his wife, Faya, who is also... Is she on fire? <laughs> I'm on fire! Fire, fire! She is also in the movie. Um, Which? Who? His wife? Yeah, do you remember the scene? When Indy, when Marion first gets there, and the monkey, and, and and they're at Sala's house. You remember that in Cairo? Yeah. Sala's giving them the rundown of yeah. what, where the Nazis are. So she's Belouche. Yeah, and all the all the kids are there and stuff like that. His wife's um, there. Yeah, I love those scenes. It makes you feel so good when you see those scenes to see Indy, like in a family. It's almost like he's part of Sala's family because they have this this backstory. He he met her and married her when he was in his late twenties, and they had. Seven kids. Nine kids. Okay. Nine, Nine times. So yeah. Sala liked to get it all. Sala got a lala. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he liked to put his snake in her well of souls. <laughs> Nine times. <laughs> hey, Faya. Let me show you my staff of Ra. <laughs> Why do I sound like she, Clinton? She, she calls it staff of Ah. <laughs> Why is it gross when you say it? That's true. Okay. So some of this stuff is in other novels. A lot of these novels and then a lot of comics. Um, but uh, there, there's the... there's He went searching for the Philosopher's Stone, which I had to look up because I know that that's even a thing in Harry Potter lore. But the Philosopher's Stone is something... It was in one of these novels. is is a 
it's like a supernatural stone that like yeah, Alexander the Great once looked for, and it can turn <coughs> metal into gold. This is something that Indy was looking for. Um, there's a lot of stuff with the Great Sphinx. There's 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 a lot of backstory that goes in from comic to to novel to video game with Sala. Like I think these why guys. Do I, why do I like the the EU for Indy? A lot more than the EU for Star Wars. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing this shit and hearing it, reading it, and learning more about that and saying, yes, this happened, this is true. Right. Maybe because it's based in real history. Maybe that's it. Like, to me, these these historical fiction things, they're bound by what actually happened. So if you want to put this stuff in, now, now obviously this stuff didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But you would, you, if you're going to write a story about it, you're kind of grounded in reality. Right. You can't just go off and go crazy with it like they do in Star Wars sometimes. This is this is a little more realistic. All I know that is that Silas said this nine times. Wait for it. I'm waiting. Oh my god. What happened? What happened? Nothing. Here it is. Nine times he heard this. <laughs> from fire? <laughs> yeah, from fire. He was he was having nine guys. <laughs> <laughs> is that that, that was two in the same night? That's the sound of full release. Full release. That that's right at the middle where you just roll over and go to sleep. You remember? The, you don't remember the scenes where the kids running all over? I do, but it didn't even hit me that that was his wife. I didn't even, I didn't even notice that or, or, or even care. And here it is again when you watch this shit on Blu-ray. And I should have looked yesterday. Yeah, I should have looked. But you know, it's like on this bottom, this bottom row of teeth. One's like so rotted and it's like almost gone. No. Yeah. He's got he's got a dead tooth. He's got he's got a dead tooth like almost like 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 a cracked person's tooth. Really? It's like it's like you can see right through it. It's black, yellow, rotted, and small. And I said a little answer yesterday. Well, he was Welsh. Like John Reese Davies is a Welsh man, so maybe they have the same kind of teeth that British people do. Maybe, but, but then I saw I watched parts of him. Crusade, and I think he might have it fixed, but I didn't even quite see it. Well, Sala came into some money, and I guess he could get his teeth fixed. I guess so. I love this season. Like, they should be a sitcom with the kids running around, Sala. Everybody loves Sala. <laughs> I I love Sala. Uh, you know, if I can you take care of this kids today. <laughs> Is that the elephant from Ice Age? Uh, I think so. The, right there, you did Raymond Mata to Eclipse Clavin right there. Yeah, it's a little no <laughs> There's some other stuff, too, with the... Uh, I've never done this. I think it's even... I don't know what kind of game it is. It's for kids. It's called, like, the Indian Jones Adventure Society. Have you ever seen these, these things? No. It's like little... It's almost like a World of Warcraft. No, oh, forget but it. But with Indiana Jones, it's like you, you, you plot out what you're going to do. There, there's Salas in that. He's in everything. I think these guys that write this stuff for Indiana Jones, it's like, you get a character like him, and you want to throw him in your story. Right, but I, I can't still, I can't, I can't ever see Silent as the lead going against him. I always see him helping out a guy, getting it. I can't see him the one in front in charge, doing shit. Right. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I think there's something to that. Definitely. Because after, I mean, there's that's some backstory. I skipped over a couple of things because, like, uh, this this video game and stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to dwell too much on this because the the thing that makes him great is really Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yes. So we get into the story, and there are several times that he saves Indy. I mean, 
there there's I guess the first time would be when they're in the well of souls and Indy's down there in his uh turban and Sala gets taken away yeah. by the Nazis. Always crack, me and Luke, we always crack up because he doesn't he, he rolls down that hill. When he falls down he the hill he tumbles down that hill. Like like was it was it real or did you know did he just go, Oh shit, I tripped at <laughs> all, you know what I mean? That's a good question. He I tumbles. Was, I was thinking the same thing. Like was that was that a a mistake that they just kind of left in there, like Spielberg was like, "Yeah, they've thrown down hill." He like tumbled it, and then he said, <laughs> "When he saves Indy's ass, like mean, he's a distraction in that scene. Like he could have been killed. Yeah, there's several times he could have been killed, and he's so good. How did he not escape? Like how did he? I th- it must be because he's so good at schmoozing yeah, because he, he knows the American way, the English way, the German way. He can he can kind of weasel his way out of things because there's like that scene like he could have been killed he sends down the nazi flag to rescue indy right. really like he becomes a distraction to rescue indy like which you gotta tie those flags like five times together absolutely one nut's not gonna hold because that same scene is the scene where they like they're walking by and the german soldiers the nazi more, soldiers more food or something. Oh, they want water and he's like yeah. oh, does that give you water i give you water like <laughs> yeah. like like he's so good he's at like, like a, car salesman he's a bullshitter yeah like he can bullshit his yeah. way through stuff and not only survive but protect indy who is really doing the greater good at that yeah, point. yeah. He, he's so important to that that's not the first time he saves him. i mean you've been playing the bad dates thing yes he saves his life yes because he was ate a bad dates which was said to me yesterday by the way by who by him oh okay I hope he washed his hands after he caught that thing out of midair. Because you, he actually catches it and, and squeezes. He squeezes it. And actually, when me and um Luke went yesterday to to see him, I, I told Luke we want to toss a date in the air and see if he, <laughs> <laughs> he just like, runs over and grabs it out yeah. of midair. You know, I think you're gonna catch it in your mouth and he's gonna. Yeah, but he's. I think he, he's 71. I think. Is he? Yeah. How's he look? He looks older, thinner. He's still, I mean, thinner. I guess than he was back then. But he's he was nice. Talked to everybody. Good. Really nice guy. Well, I always love it when you tell the stories and the people are nice to people. I was afraid too because he he was one of my white whales. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Well, that leads into some of Sala's best moments. I mean, you get the the digging in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. like they go to see the wise old man and the and the bad dates, and that leads to the actual ex- excavation of the ark, which are some of his best moments. I have a line. What is it? Gasps. Very dangerous. You go first. That's just funny. That's like that's an awesome line. His lines are fantastic. So, and and even before that, that sunset scene. Yeah. That to me is one of the coolest looking scenes in a movie ever. When you just see the sun setting and their silhouettes. And you know who Harrison is. You yeah, know exactly he's standing who he there. Is. And he's taken off. He's taken off the shit, and he's putting his hat on. And all those guys are singing. You remember that song? I used to sing that song when I walk around the house to myself. Oh, yeah, me hungry. Oh, yeah, You know, I'm like I'm 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 seven years old singing in Arabic. But why did why did Harrison take off the outfit? He's still in disguise because he's Indian. That sound but like you. Just, just yeah, you do. Just keep it on until you take, get to your way, like 10, 20 miles out of sight. 
Why are you getting chains and putting on your, your fedora and your hat and whip? Because you got to start like, digging. I'm surprised you inside. You say, Belloc, <laughs> I am Indiana Jones! No, you know? Only Val Kilmer does that. Okay. So, Sala's best moments come in there. Like, he really is the comic relief, even though he's doing stuff all throughout that movie that are very important. He's the comic relief of the movie to me. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that Spielberg was always a master of. You have the tensest shit going on, but you have somebody there to break the tension. And in this movie, it was him. Um,. Like the you go first. It's it's one of the funniest things I think yeah. I ever heard. Like at age eight, that was that was one of the funniest things I ever heard. And like Indy's there with the snake in his face, and I told you it would be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing funnier when you're eight years old. Well, that's that's almost like like his way of saying snakes. Fuck it, you go first. Like he he almost said the word fuck it. Yeah. Well, Sala did not have a fear of snakes, no. so he like when Indy's doing his shit, Sala is kind of like. Eh. Cowboy up, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he doesn't have that fear. Um, everything he says in that, why does the floor move? Like, yeah. all of that shit that he says is legendary. He's, he, he was great in the movie, yes, he was. So, you get past that scene, he's captured, they, they seal it up. He's taken away. This is one of the, possibly one of the best facts we've found in doing this show. And this was a deleted scene. There are deleted scenes that don't even appear on the Blu-ray. They're said, they're said to be deleted scenes. Whether they were filmed or not, I don't know. But Sal is taken away when Marion's thrown in the tomb, and the tomb is sealed up. Okay. A soldier, a Nazi soldier, is ordered by Dietrich at that point to execute him, to take Sala to a secluded place and blow his head off. Which always cracks me up. If you're going to kill someone, just do it right there and there. Why you got to drag him away? Tell you what you're going to do to him. Well... Thankfully for us and uh, in this backstory, the Nazi soldier takes him, is about to kill him, and just can't do it. He can't murder what the Nazi thinks is an innocent man and spares his life. I'm not a big fan of that. You don't like that? I, I do, I'm glad because he's not dead, but I wish Indy would have saved him or Sala would have kicked his ass. Because Sala's a fighter. Okay. I think he, he could have fought back. Well, he's spared by the Nazi and left to fight another day, and it's good that he is because his next job is to go secure some transportation to get back to England, which is the whole, uh, you know, securing the, the passage on the Bantu win when, he, when he's singing. I mean, he sings a couple of times. I he love does. the singing. He, he does. He's, he's, he's probably one of the first actors that was singing. He was, he was the first Bruce Willis before, you know, Bruno, <laughs> Bruno came along. He's singing and, and very fond of Gilbert and Sullivan musicals. When, that, when, when he said goodbye, when Indy said goodbye to him, I watched it, it's like so close, my head was all was on the set. Yeah. Indy was so like, I saw Harrison like smiling at him. Almost like not even like acting, mm -hmm. like you were, you were a good friend or something. Right. And I was like, it looked like so real. Yeah. Well, I believe that. Because that, that scene to me is really touching. Like, it's one of the things that makes him one of the most likable characters. He, he's, he's risked his life. He saved his friend. He gets them safely off. He's so happy yeah. at that point because he thinks they've won. Right. And he gets the kiss from Marion and he starts singing. Yeah. A British tar is a sword <laughs> I love it. And those guys are laughing at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. doesn't care. His arms are swinging in the air. Hey! I love happy. it when he sings. When, he's, when does he sing the other one? When he With the date. When they find out that the staff of Rose I'm the monarch of the sea. And then he catches the date. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love those scenes. They're so cool. 
from that point on, you don't see him in Raiders. Right. After that, in his timeline, he does something that is another one of the things that I could possibly say is one of the coolest things that's ever happened with any character that we've talked about, and this happened in the comics. Sala discovers the fertility idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark in a Marrakesh uh, like, like stand. Belloc sells it. And then he gets it back? He, he buys get, it back? He gets it for Indy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. The fertility, Never knew that. The fertility idol that Indy cannot get at the beginning that's stolen from by Belloc, Sala gets back. Did he give, me, did he give it to Indy? He sends him a telegram. And he meets with Indy, and they successfully together go get it from this dealer. Isn't that cool? Maybe he was the ball chasing Indy, saying, I got it for you. No? <laughs> no. All right. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. I, I never, never knew that. Great fact. That's in one of the comics. That's in one of the Marvel comics. That's so cool. But why, why would Bella just sell it at a yard sale? And, you know what I mean? Why would he? He wanted that thing for so long. At a yard sale. And he just sells it. He doesn't care. He's just he's like out for the money, you know? He just wants it, and he has it, and I don't care anymore. Yes. So, but but I love this stuff. I love it. Um, are there any other thoughts that you have about Bella from uh, Raiders? Because you don't see him then again for like quite a while. Bella? No, not Bella. I'm sorry, Sala. I know the Bella eats flies. But <laughs> you always point that out. I still, I still don't know if I oh, really see it. Oh, it, it goes right in. Like fucking Toad from X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> what scene is that in? I think I think it's when Indy has the rocket launcher up on the, on the hilltop. And then when he, he's talking to him, he's saying, you know, this is history. Like that, that scene. Oh, and okay. I do know and that. And around his cheek. And next thing you know, I mean, you see it go, you see it fly into his mouth. Never comes back out. Well, but Sala is, is, is not a lot of eat out in the desert. It's a great character, and I think when we saw Crusade and knew he was going to be in it again or something, it was like it was such a callback to Raiders. Remember how much you love Raiders? Well, here he is again. You're going to love love this one even more. Right. Well, then we'll get into Last Crusade. Um, he's not in it much. No, he's not actually. But the points that he's in, he he's more comic relief. Um, the the stuff with the camels, right? I said no camels, you know, like I said, you know, I said no camels. That's fine. Can't you count? Yeah. Do you remember why he gets the camels? Uh, don't say anything, cause just don't say anything. I'm not saying anything. Skip over this. Skip over what? Skip over this, cause in this episode, I'm asking you three questions. I'm asking you a question now. Do you remember? Is that is that one of your questions? Correct. It's one of my questions for you. So okay, you'll know the answer to two of the questions because you said two of these facts during the episode. <laughs> okay, well that's good. All right. So do you remember he's first there to get Marcus? Yeah, which I watched that scene today, and I was just like, I was like, I was like, eh, a little bit campy here. Yeah, that. That scene is a little goofy because Marcus has become totally like a bumbling idiot. Like Benny Hill. Yeah, like that's a good that's a good uh, uh, way to describe him. Yeah, he wasn't like that in Raiders. He wasn't. And now all of a sudden, we'll we'll do a Marcus episode eventually. But he he's become totally stupid. Like he, he has. He, and Sala was even kind of like bumbly, like a Chris, like it was Chris Farley and David Spade almost kind of thing going on there. Yeah. Run, 
Oh, papers? Uh, run! Yeah, he puts a newspaper up and punches that guy to Marcus Brody! But yeah, like, he doesn't get punched in the face. Who? Um, Sala. Yeah. But the next scene, where he, he's chased, he's running with um, Marcus, one side of his face is covered in blood. Like he was whacked or something. In the really? Face. Yeah, I wonder if there's like an uncut scene of him actually like fighting and getting hit. I don't know. Well, that's funny that you say that. There are some deleted scenes, and I am going to talk about those. Um... But Marcus and, and, and Sala are total comic relief in this again. But I love, this is one of my favorite all-time indie scores. Um, to me, it's probably the best piece of score that's not from Raiders. Yeah, yeah, true. And this is the tank scene with the camels and stuff. And he even says the name of the score. When, when oh, Indy and he, I think I know this. He's like, "Where's my father?" Do you remember? Belly of the Beast. He's like, "He's in the belly of that steel beast." Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the name of this. It's called Belly of the Steel Beast on the on the Last Crusade soundtrack. It's awesome. It is awesome. This is probably the best indie music that John Williams wrote besides anything that was in Raiders. You like this? You like this tank scene in Crusade better than Raiders truck chase scene underneath it? No, but. I think they're they're close though. It's excellent. Yeah, it's totally excellent. Um, so he, the the scenes in in Last Crusade are th there's not many, but he does get that final what really should have been the final shot of the Indiana Jones saga as one of the the main characters yeah. riding off into the sunset. What do you mean final of the saga, dude? Well, you know what I mean. There's another one out there, you know, well, better than all the rest. Which should have been. The end of this the right. series right um and he's actually the one that gets the name revealed yeah and that's when he does that awesome laugh dude yeah let's hear it you want to hear the laugh i do okay don't tickle me <laughs> i actually I actually told luke this like I, yeah I, I gotta hurry home and hit some solid stuff but he has a weird laugh weird laugh wait a minute he goes ha 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 he, he, he takes a breath a long space it sounds like the Seven Up guys laugh. It does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He does appear, although only in a photo, in Indiana Jones and the uh, Canaanite Crystal Skull. You remember that? Yeah, it, that's that's one of the scenes where he's in his house, right? Yeah. And then you know the camera pans. Remember this guy? Remember this guy? <laughs> remember this guy? Yeah. I started to remember what the first three were when they were so awesome. I'm almost like there was like, like the painting of like of the idol over here and the ark over here, like stuff. Remember these 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 stones that he did in the other movies? Yeah. Like I suppose they weren't like in a glass case or something, you know, or above yeah. his his bed or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you're saying. There's a there's a framed photo of Indian Sala on the mantle. Yeah. In Last Crusade. It was just like some kind of press shot or something, you know. Yeah, it's. It's not good. I mean, he was offered a cameo in part four, but he turned it down. I know, and I, at the end, during the wedding. That's probably what it would have that, been. That's what I heard. Why not? Why are you doing? Why are you turning it down for? He turned it down, and I saw a thing with him that said that uh, it, he turned it down because to him it was very inconsequential, and he thought it would have been, uh, been kind of like too little for Sala. I think uh, he's definitely right, but you have to admit... If you saw Sala in in the in the seats, it, 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 you would have liked the movie just a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit. I think you're right. 
something. Especially because he knew it was a like at least when you read this backstory, this is a, a friend of who knows how many years at that right. point of Indy, and he had to have known Marion too, exactly because he knew her in Raiders, and she gave him a kiss, and he got he, a, he, he got a little solid boner. He, he should have been there, and that scene would have like, just like the hat. Blew down, blew down the aisle, don't pick that fucker up, Cheyenne. I was like, don't you put that on, and Indy grabbed it. That scene was, I think, cool to me. And that's what I wanted to see. And if I saw Sala there with his red little Howard Cunningham hat. The Bram, Grand Poobah? <laughs> yeah. He does wear a fez in Last Crusade as, as opposed to the turban that he wears right. in Raiders. If I would have seen that, I mean, or if, if Harrison walked down the aisle and saw like, like a, that little fez hat on the, all by himself, like knowing that he was here. You know what I mean? That'd be awesome. Well, I got a quote here from uh, John Reese davies about uh, reprising his role in Last Crusade. This is uh, straight from him. Uh, he wanted to make sure that Sala was, quote, that Sala had, quote, gotten older and a little fatter. This time we see him without his opportunances of his wife and children. He's a little more resolute now. And he's more ready to have physical go at the Germans himself. But other than that, he's still the same old Sala. Oh. So that's what John Rice davies said about his reprising role in Last Crusade. Um, uh, John Rice davies excuse me. So we'll talk about the actor. Um, Chris, you hate Lord of the Rings, don't you? I don't hate him, but I don't really don't give a shit about him. Yet. Why? Why, don't, why do you hate Lord of the Rings? I just think there's too much, too much shit. There's there's goblins, there's witches, there's arrowmen, there's 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 wizards, there's orcs, there's dwarfs, there's muppets. There's, it's just too much shit going on. Too much shit going on. I wish they had. Watch this. Mm -hmm. Who? What was Orlando Bloom's name in the movie? Legolas. Him, and the girl from Lost. So you're just talking about the Hobbit. I well, I like those two characters. If they had a movie by themselves. Yeah, she wasn't in Lord of the Rings. She was in the Hobbit. Not at all. Trailer. No. Oh, see, that's how much I know these these. <laughs> Movies and all. Well, he was Gimli. Yeah, he was. He was one of the small people. And he would often, beard. yeah, he would argue right. like Legolas a lot because because uh, dwarves and and elves hate each other. Right. In Lord of the Rings, Lord. He also was the voice of Treebeard, which is my least favorite part of Lord of the Rings. The talking and walking trees. That was him as well. I did not know that. I did not have my Treebeard poster with me yesterday. No, you should have taken it with you. <laughs> But to continue the, what at this point seems like it has to happen, the ongoing Indiana Jones, uh, James Bond connection, yeah. he was in the Living Daylights as well. He was? Yes. A long time seen that movie. John Reese davies is a Welsh man and, and became famous for this role. Sala was supposed to be a small guy, like a small little Bedouin, like a five foot two little dude. I heard uh, Danny DeVito was rumored. And Danny DeVito was offered the role by Steven Spielberg and turned it down because he was too committed to taxi. He couldn't He couldn't do it. And, but back then, though, I don't think he was that... He was short, yeah, obviously. But I don't think he was that, that round yet. No, well, it was supposed to be a smaller guy. I think Danny DeVito could have done it. I love Danny DeVito. Yeah, you do. And this is pre-Romancing the Stone. Like, I think he could have done it because then, like... He when, almost was that. Yeah, like, when Romancing the Stone came out, like, this, you know, he was great at that. Yeah. Not that Sala was, like, his character in Romancing the Stone, but um, 
that was one consideration. We talked about this when we talked about Chasm on that episode. The actor that played Chasm also was set to audition for Sala. But he got stuck in a traffic jam and missed Miss, his audition. Missed he oh. missed his audition. Jesus Christ. So Steven Spielberg was thinking that this would be a smaller person, but he saw John Reese davies in the TV miniseries and movie Shogun. Okay. And liked him so much that he thought, we can change the character enough that he can be this bigger guy, this kind of boisterous, bellowing guy, and put him in the movie. That is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think everybody's everybody benefits from that because how great is he? You know, what if what if the guy who who was his name Kazim? Kazim, yeah. What if he like when he drove by like whatever it was like something so stupid, like whatever held him up in the accident was there an accident a flat tire? You know, did a nun walk slow across the, across the sidewalk? A nun. You know what I mean? Like what was it so stupid that made him miss being in these legendary films? Well, he got in the third one. But, he did. Uh, he missed out. Not that he would have definitely got it, but uh, I think it couldn't have worked out better. Because right. this, this guy is unbelievable. You, you met him yesterday. I yeah. did. Would you get him signed two things? Two posters. I and me, me and Luke wrote to Washington, D.C. And one day, down and back, just to, to mostly get, get solid. And we were like maybe eighth in line of his line. He came, it opened at 10, he came at like 1040. Mm -hmm. So we just had... Had to wait, and he was 71 years old, he's thinner, still had that, that deep voice. A lot, of, a lot of people had um, Lord of the Rings box sets being signed. Yeah, they. I was not one of them. <laughs> I have a cool poster, it's like a gold, shiny mirror kind of poster. It's like, not even paper, it's like, it's like laminated or something. I have, I have Karen Allen on it, and John Rice Davies for like 10-15 years has been my like white whale. He's been doing conventions. I kept on missing him, or he would cancel, or I couldn't make it, blah, blah, blah. Once again, great fan of ours, great friend of ours, Derek, had two free tickets. Gave them to me and Luke so I could make make the trek down there. Get him to sign both posters. I have the Blu-ray poster that came out with all the cast on it. Like, from all the movies, all four films. Right. And I have Karen Allen on there. Felix Sela was... Short round stunt double, <laughs> and now I got John Rice Davies, and I think in August I'm gonna go and get short rounds. Look at you! I know, and it was so cool. And we were up there, and I, I asked him, you know, I he said, "Where you from?" You know, and stuff. I said, "Can you please say to my son, bad dates?" Mm -hmm. He leaned right in there, and it was him. It took me back. Moving man, he just leaned in, held his hand tight, said, "Bad dates." Awesome. It was so, so cool. That is cool. Look good for him. Yeah, I love it when you tell me that people it was nice. are nice and do stuff like that rather than just be like, no. Or, or you have to pay me $40 to say bad dates. You, well, it was, it, it was, well, it was 40 bucks a pop and another 40 for an for a photo. I, I didn't bother. You know, no cameras allowed, blah, blah, blah. But you probably know this. One lady had like a towel or a blanket of the Lord of the Rings map. Okay. Isn't there like a map of Middle Earth. Okay. Yeah. And you can sign that for Cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that's... I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you get to meet him. Yes, it's finally... I mean, now my, my white whale... I don't know now. That, that was... that was He was a long time. Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford. David Letterman's gone, and now I think Harrison Ford... 
you know, whoever's taking over for who, who's doing who's, who's doing that? Um, Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I'll have to go down there and, and sometime and maybe get him sometime down the road. Here's what's what's weird though is like, what would I what if I had could have him sign one poster, either Indies or Star Wars, I'd be it, it would hurt. Well, did you do both? No, well, yeah, of course. But if I had a choice, I mean, if I could, could do one of them, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would have to be based on what you put into that other poster. Yeah, so. yeah. Now we've already mentioned that John Reese Davies is involved in not one, but two Disney theme park rides. One being uh, the Indiana Jones. Uh, Temple of the Forbidden Eye uh, in Disneyland, which we've never gone on. Did Mac one in? I think he has. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it seems like the backstory for this is that there's a, a dig that's going on uh, that Indy's involved in, and the funding has run out for the dig. So the part of the storyline of the ride is that Sala gives guided tours of the excav excavation to raise money for the dig. So John Reese Davies almost hosts the ride that that's just cool it's like his voice you know like like it's a, it's like that kind of stuff right um i saw that they had the premiere of the ride and he was there and and uh, like carrie fisher was there like um like it, it seems like it's something that if you and i went on like our heads would explode yeah so that's one ride that he's on the other ride that he's in he doesn't speak but his likeness is in it is my favorite ride at disney world is uh, the great movie ride, and you guys make fun of me about this. I ride. I saw the man was just on that thing yesterday. I love that ride, and there's a scene where you ride through the Well of Souls as Indy and Sala are lifting the Ark off its resting place, yeah, yeah. and it's him that looks exactly like him. Right. So how cool is that that he's in two rides? That is cool. That makes that it, is cool. It means he's great. In fact, you and I both are big fans of Entertainment Weekly. He was ranked as number forty-seven. On the all-time list of sidekicks in movie history. That is, he should be higher than that. Well, he made the list, so to me, that's good enough. Right. Um, he's never given a death in the story of Indiana Jones. I don't want him to die. He's like, he's like, just a big teddy bear who's always there for you. Yeah, there isn't anybody that doesn't love Sala. And that that photo there, where they had that that there to, to, to get signed. The one of him and the Fez. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so, uh, as far as Sala goes, that's all I got. But this is, uh, I think, one of the most beloved movie characters, at least to the two of us. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, to you as well. So, uh, I'm really glad we did this. this yes. Is, this is great. And we would do Marcus, but we just wanted to do Sala because I just met him yesterday. Because you just met him. I think it would be fun just to, you know, spread, spread the um, ideas. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we're doing a new kind of trivia now, remember? I do. It was just a week ago. I do. I'm here. I'm like recording this yes, two weeks this in a row. This is awesome. So don't give me any uh, shit, all right? Punch me. Ooh. Ow. Um, last one. We're, we're, we are asking each other three questions. We're going to go back and forth each episode. Okay. Last week, I got all three. I forget. I think you did. You, okay. were, you, were, you were like zoned in on it, yeah. Okay. I got all three questions correct. Now it's now it's your turn. Now you have to catch me. Here, okay. Okay, I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> a lot of these things I think you even mentioned in your facts. Okay. And you mentioned those camels, and you asked me why did you get the camels. That's your your trivia question. Okay. 
Yeah, the camels because the car that they have borrowed was his brother-in-law's, and the car gets it it gets crashed because it it falls into a hole that is bombed. Like there's a bomb, and the car runs into the hole, and he has to you know compensate his brother-in-law for the loss of his car, so he has to get the camels. One point for you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't think you were really going to know that one. Um. All right, these this next one. If you get this one, yeah, you're just awesome. Mm-hmm. We know you, you mentioned that when when he says goodbye to Marion, Marion kisses him, yeah, three times. Okay. Do you know what each one meant? Each one, she was like, "This is for." Yeah, this, this is for. She says, <clears throat> "I never watch this." <laughs> She's like, "This is for you. This is for Faya." This is for your children, and this is for you. And she, she kisses him on the cheek, I think, for Faya and the children. And when she says, and this is for you, she kisses him on the lips. And that's when I hear him go, <laughs> A British star is a soaring soul, hold on, hold on. as free as a mountain bird. Well, there's your third trivia question. What? I wanted you to, to sing the first two lines of that song. And I think you've been doing this, this all fucking night. I love that. So what, what do you think? Go ahead. The first two lines of the song, which you just did. I don't know what he's saying. I know the name of the song. It's from the HMS Pinafore. It's a Gilbert and Sullivan. It's <laughs> cool. And the name of the song is A British Tar. But you, I, I wanted you to, to, to say... A British Tar is a soaring soul As free as a mountain bird And then he says, His energetic fish would be a ready and then those guys laugh. Okay, hold and on. And then he kind of just goes <laughs> as he walks away. I can't believe you. Let me hear it. Here, wait, plug it in. All right, hold on. Wait, I can't pause it. I can't. All right, there we go. Plug it. No, don't plug it in. Yeah. Just go ahead. Are you sure? It. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. All right, I'm going back a little bit. Here it comes. A British tar is a soaring soul as free as a mountain bird. His energetic fist should be ready. <laughs> that that was dead on. Like I could have sworn either the kisses or the exact words that was said during the song you would have oh, stumbled over. Did you watch that scene today? I did not. I haven't seen that. That's scene. even worse. This that's embedded in your brain, man. When you're embedded in, 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 in your brain, yes. Oh, I think a lot of anybody that's listening to this, I bet, knows that. I used to walk around singing that when I was a little kid. What a freak! I was so happy. I watched the movie, some piece of the movie. I was like, I want to get some trivia. Dave's, you know, Dave does this for me. I'm gonna write. Ooh, ooh, kiss and children. You know, the children and for you. I was like, this is this is. Did I get the kisses right? Yeah, all in a row. She says, this is for Faya, this mm-hmm. is for children, this is for you. And what she, is, like, plants one on him. What an idiot. Who? Me. What? I had no idea. This is for fire. He, she met his wife. Oh, you said, you thought she was saying fire? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that right now. Fire. I, I never understood why this is for fire. I'm like, what's that mean? Yeah. And your children, okay, that's, that's nice and you. I did not understand fire until right now. I can learn that shit right now. She slips him the tongue. She does. And grabs his penis. <laughs> and his kids save Indy earlier in the movie when Indy's drinking with Belloc, when Indy's drunk by the local store. When he's <laughs> drunk and the Nazis are closing in and they're pretty much, they can do whatever they want with him. Like in, Indy's like a fish in a barrel. Right. And the kids all run in and embrace him and go, come home, 
baby, come home, baby. Those kids save his those, life. Those, those kids have become like a a human bulletproof vest. Almost kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, they all jumped on him, but I guess they they can't shoot kids now. He's got the monkey on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Dave, thank you. This is this was a great episode. Well, thank John Reese Davies because he's the one that made it great. Man, yeah. what a what a freaking great character. One of the all time greats. What a what a what a cool what a cool thing to talk about on a Sunday night. It was awesome. So, are we going to do Marcus next one or no? No. Oh, I have a surprise for you. Okay. For the next episode, this is something I know nothing. Like. I know nothing about. You this. don't know, and you're not going to know until we start the episode. This is a this is a surprise. This is specially prepared for you. Who could it be? There's there's, there's no these characters are getting are almost gone. You're going to love it. Okay. What movie? I'm not telling you. People will have to tune in just like you I think I know to it. find out whom we are talking about on the it, next it better, episode. It better not be be, be Shia. Of Indiana Jones. <laughs> you better not take Shia. What, the monkey man? The monkey man. Monkey man. No, there is a real monkey man. We can do him. True, sure, I, I thought we did Monkey him. man slash Baranka. Same actor. Oh, we did that. It's no, so we didn't. Do you listen to the show? Never. Okay. All right, well, tune in next time for question mark, question mark, question mark. Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones in Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.ijic.neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information.